We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear one, my sweet thing, my soul sibling. Thank you for allowing Empower Radio to be a part of your day. So I love this quote from Maya Angelou. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. There are also incredible human beings that are embodiment of exquisite beauty. And though we notice the beauty, we may not know the story of how it came to be. Today, we are having a conversation with my incredibly beautiful guest, Sabine Gideon. Sabine survived and even thrived against all odds after being abandoned by her mother and coming to the U.S. as a child with her father. She was subjected to sexual experimentation and ultimately gang raped by cousins at the age of seven. Over the years, many other personal betrayers followed, including lovers, friends, co-workers, and even church members that she considered family. In Sabine's life, Love and trust always ended up in pain, which led her to perceive herself as worthless and alone. Hence her dark night of the soul. After experiencing what she refers to as divine intervention, Sabine courageously delved deeply into her childhood experiences and found her path to true freedom, love, purpose, and transformation. Today, Sabine understands the reason for her challenging journey and has claimed her power and purpose, and now supports others in doing the same. Sabine is the founder and CEO of Gideon Enterprises, providing coaching and consulting to ambitious, mission-driven leaders with over 15 years experience serving as HR professional coach and advisor to leaders in Fortune 100 companies and within her own practice. Sabine has helped hundreds of professionals break through barriers, uncover or build their leadership capabilities and experience growth in their lives, careers, relationships, and businesses. So Sabine, thank you for saying yes to this conversation with me here on Journey to Center. Absolutely. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me. So you do have quite the story and that you have not only survived Uh, this experience you're now thriving, I find incredibly astonishing and very inspirational. Yeah, I mean, listening to you read it, I'm like, wow, (laughs) it it never (laughs) failed. Yeah, it it is incredible. And, And so I'd just like you to start with a little bit about, well, we know a little bit about your history now. And I know you went through something referred to as divine intervention that really supported you in saying yes to your human experience, because I know you were at the precipice of suicide. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so that's, that's when my divine intervention uh, came into play. So I'd gotten to the point, obviously, you, you shared uh, details about my earlier childhood and adolescence. Um, and I got into my mid-20s carrying all of this baggage, all these seeds of negativity and of abuse and you know, a few things took place uh, that served as catalysts, if you will, uh, for an awakening, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, back when I was about 25 years old. And it wasn't a good awakening. It, it was the awakening to the to the truth that, you know, I, I didn't love myself and all of the things and all of the pain that I had 
endured in my earlier years hadn't really gone away. Um, though through achievement and through everything else, I had been able to stifle them. The truth is they were still, they were still there. And so I got to a place where uh, for a period of months, um, you know, serious or deep depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, um, critical thoughts around, you know, not being lovable, not being, uh, my life not being worth anything. And I started to believe uh, these thoughts. I started to believe these messages and um, came to a place where I had decided, well, if these messages are true, then there's really no point in me being here. And on the eve of my, uh, of my big day or my big night, if that's what you want to call it, you know, I decided to have a conversation with God. Now, granted, I grew up uh, Catholic. I grew up going to church every Sunday, but never really had a relationship, never really um, had full understanding of what, what it even meant. It, it was just more a practice in our household. And so when I approached God, I really approached God not, not knowing or really truly believing that he existed. Uh, there was a level of fear that made me want to believe, but I didn't believe that he existed. And secondly, I, I didn't believe that I had a purpose. And so I had two asks of God that night. And it was one, show me that you're real. And two, show me what my purpose is. Um, because in that moment, in that moment of deep darkness, the, the one glimmer of hope for me was and would have been, you know, if, if there was a reason why I had gone through everything that I had gone through, if, if, if there was some type of explanation, mm -hmm. uh, then I could, you know, I could perhaps endure or continue to, to move forward. And that's exactly what it did. he did. He answered my question um, or questions, I should say. Uh, one, the first one, whether or not he was real, I literally, you know, people talk about their supernatural experiences. I, I felt the arms of God wrap around me as I laid there on my bedroom floor. And all I could do is just sob like a baby. And again, prior to that, I had zero experiences or, or much belief. And then secondly, you know, with the question around, you show me my purpose, because I got that confirmation that he was real and because I got that confirmation that he had heard me, um, I made the decision the very next day when I woke up, you know, not to do what I was going to do and to actually go on this journey of discovering who I am and what my purpose is. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. And I'm a bit um, astonished by how similar our stories are. Your history is a little darker than mine, but I think the pain was similar. And I would imagine that our guests hanging out with us can relate to being confused about their purpose and, and in immense pain. And I do think having that authentic conversation with God can open the door to relationship and to guidance. And I think sometimes that deep pain is what really <laughs> thins the veil and opens that door. So, um, and I think it takes courage. I think it takes courage, but when you're left with two choices, either move forward or die, it can be the catalyst for profound and authentic conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how your life began to unfold from there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I peeled myself off the floor the very <laughs> next morning. Um, and, you know, for me, again, the, the, the thought of, okay, if God is real, right, we, we, we answered that question. 
then who is he? And my, the, uh, I guess the thought that I had in that moment was, in order for me to know who I am and what my purpose is, I have to understand who this God is that, you know, created me. And so, you know, I set on this path of, of, of reading the Bible and getting to know Jesus since he, you know, was said, at least that's what I believe at the time, uh, that to be Christ or to be God in human form um, started on that path. I started with uh, affirmations. I didn't even know that they were affirmations at the time, um, but just because I had woken up, uh, let me take a step back, prior to uh, the actual uh, suicide plan, you know, for months. I had had these messages from the moment that I woke up to the moment I went to bed and it was just negativity. It was, you know, you're not lovable, you're ugly. And it was just constant. Like whenever I would be at work, whatever I was doing, it was just all of this negativity constantly swirling in my head. And so, you know, once I had that moment with God, they didn't go away. And so there was this battle of like this new me trying to emerge and trying to fight off uh, I guess what you would call these, these old demons. So I started with affirmations and it was simple, you know, God loves me just the way that I am. I'm beautiful inside and out. And the, this, these were the messages that I started uh, speaking to myself as well as um, scriptures, Bible scriptures, didn't know what affirmations were at the time. Didn't know, you know, that there was really any power in it. I just knew that I needed to find a way to silence the voices in my head and so I started down that path, um, you know, of course, uh, reading other books, uh, spending time journaling, uh, you know, prior to that moment, because I had been so accustomed to um, stuffing away my emotions or, you know, bottling them up and ignoring them. There were so many emotions that continued to come up during that moment. It was just like the most raw, <laughs> rawest moment of my life. And learning how to sit with my emotions, learning how to process, learning how to even be vulnerable with myself to admit mm -hmm. when I was hurting, to admit when I was sad, um, to admit when someone had um, hurt my feelings. All of those things were things that I was learning during that time period. Um, you know, obviously uh, going to church and, and um, learning more on the spiritual side in addition to some of the self-development stuff that I did. Um, led me to a point where, you know, I was functioning, you know, somewhat normal. And then I had a period where, you know, I started to feel that depression coming in again, and I didn't know where it came from. Um, nothing bad had happened that would have triggered it. And I remember reaching out to uh, my uh, company's EAP employee assistance program, and they had me sit with a therapist where they referred me to a therapist, I should say. And when I met with the therapist, it was about three sessions. And at first, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know why I was feeling depressed again. I was on this path. It just didn't make any sense. And as she, you know, started to ask me questions like good therapists do, uh, what was uncovered uh, for me or revealed to me was, um, you know, some of that deep, dark pain that I had um, that I had bottled up or repressed as it related to the sexual assault. And so here was another moment where I had to, you know, again, face something in the past um, and deal with it and process it as an adult because I wasn't able to as a child. And so through these last several years, it's been, you know, it's been these moments of healing that happen in between, I guess, the moments of good times. Um, and it's still a journey. It's still a journey yes. of healing. It's still a journey of uncovering layers, um, layers pretty much yes. pain. 
Yeah. And I like how you, you talk about this in your book. It happens in layers. It's kind of like, we're not going to go from, you know, profoundly um, tortured and in pain to being completely all right. It happens in layers, but you said Mm -hmm. yes to this transformational journey. And it is, it's one step at a time. And it is about allowing your emotions and being patient. And I think learning to be more kind and gentle with ourselves and understand that we, even though we went through things that were painful, it wasn't because we deserved it, that we are worthy of immense love and to just be able to forgive, forgive the others, forgive ourselves and allow God to love us. Yeah. So um, I like something. Forgiveness you wrote. was. Uh, yeah, this is exactly. I, I think you said something. This was a quote from your book. Where in the past I so desperately wanted vindication and payback, I transitioned to pray for healing and restoration. Where I used to despise certain situations and adversities, I shifted to looking for the lessons and growth opportunities. So I don't think there's any way of getting free without forgiveness. So what are your thoughts about yeah. that? Oh, no, that that is the absolute catalyst uh, to growth, to healing uh, for, for the most part. And, you know, you, you mentioned uh, forgiving myself. I think that that was huge. So often we go through things and, you know, for some of us, it's so easy to forgive other people. I think forgiving myself um, for many different things was probably the hardest in the process, Mm -hmm. Um, but forgiving others, I had to forgive God. Um, There was a lot of resentment and a lot of anger towards him Uh, learning to forgive him, forgiving my parents. Um, but that process of forgiveness is, you know, you hear it all the time that you you don't forgive uh, others for, for them. You do it for yourself. And yes. no truer words have ever been spoken. It is <laughs> a freedom. There is a release that takes place. And in every case where I've had to go back and, and, and forgive someone who has done me wrong, like it shifted so quickly to me empathizing or me praying for, or me feeling such deep compassion. Um, Cause you know, for someone to hurt you in that manner or any manner for that matter means that they're in some level of pain as well. Right. And only yes. through the eyes of forgiveness, can you see other people's hurts and other people's pain? Absolutely. I think as we let people go in that way with forgiveness, we actually ascend in our vibration. And then water finds its own level. So it is really a way of getting free and living a life that is more light and graceful and joyful, where we can attract such goodness and such grace. And I see you really as the embodiment and example of that. And I just want to commend your courage and saying yes to your path, because I know I know how hard it was for you. And it, it's so scary and we can feel so alone. And um I'm so grateful that you are now shining so brightly and claiming your beauty in such an incredible, unique and authentic way. Yes, you and me both. (laughs) It's it's certainly been a journey and a journey that I am, um, you know, I'm excited about continuing. It's it's amazing how, you know, uh, regardless of our circumstance, regardless of our challenges, one of the big biggest things that I've been able to take away from my life and, you know, use it to help support others too, is that no matter what you go through, no matter, you know, how painful, how debilitating it may seem in the mo- moment, it is, it is just a chapter. 
It is just yes. a verse. It is, it is a moment in time. It's not the full story. Um, mm-hmm. And so because, I, because of my, I guess, my earlier uh, opportunities uh, to have these, it, it, it's allowed me to develop more healthier coping mechanisms and to be able to face, you know, life because life is filled with trials and tribulations with a, a more optimistic view of, you know, hey, there's a lesson in this. Um, or their strength in this. Like I have to go through this so that I can build some, you know, some muscles for the next leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. And it does happen step by step by step. And something I really like about what you shared in your book, and I had this experience as well, the healing process being like the caterpillar, then going into the cocoon or the chrysalis and then turning to liquid. I've been in that liquid stage a lot going, why is nothing happening? Well, it's hard to fly when your wings haven't been fully formed. (laughs) So to be patient with our process as the healing happens and to just allow that in a certain um, way of being patient and gentle and and, um, faithful in our intention to know God and to love ourselves. Yes. I love that. But yeah, the, the liquid form, you, you can't do anything. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's another powerful lesson, right? Um, sometimes it's so hard to sit, right? Those seasons yes. of, of rest or those seasons of transformation where it's like super uncomfortable. You try to go left and if things aren't working and, and you know, oftentimes we can um, fall back into old patterns during that, that moment. But recognizing okay, what stage in the transformation am I in? Is this just a, a season mm. or a period in which I'm just to rest? And then just leaning into that versus trying to do or trying to fight against or trying to gain control over yes. whatever stage you are in the process. Exactly. So to, Sabine, I'd like to know a little bit more about what you're doing these days. I know what really um, supported you in navigating through a lot of your pain was the intention and desire to know your purpose. What do you feel your purpose is these days? Yeah, that's a really great question. Well, one lesson 14 years later that I've (laughs) learned is that, you know, purpose is not this like one time stagnant thing. Um, Purpose is constantly shifting, right? We, We have different assignments and different seasons in our lives. And what might have been my purpose or my assignment in, in one stage of my growth um, may shift. And so I've learned to have to be very fluid. Um, I'm a very logical thinker. And I'm like, OK, well, A plus B has to equal C, right, God? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not how I operate. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I've had to learn that, you know what, there's purpose in everything that I do. There's purpose in this, uh, in this conversation. There was purpose in me writing this book. Um, there's been purpose in me starting the business and the people that I work with. So not looking at it as this one-time event, but as I am being, as I am growing, as I am developing, I am walking in purpose. Um, mm-hmm. As long as I'm maintaining, you know, that that closeness to him to understand, you know, I've been, in these last five years, like I've moved several times now. And each time, each move was instructed by God or directed by God in, in some way or some capacity and learning or accepting, I should probably, probably put it that way, accepting that that is, that is purpose, that is part of purpose. Yes. And so for me right now at this stage, my current assignment or, or where I am you know, showing up to support people is really with leaders. 
helping to build that next generation of leaders, um, working with, with women specifically to get to that place where we are owning our leadership uh, roles, re- leadership identity, and leadership ability, regardless of title, regardless of role in an organization. I, I truly believe that we all have innate leadership skills um, or leadership speeds that just need to come out. And so um, I work with organizations and I also work with individuals in, in really clarifying um, not necessarily what is your purpose and, and how do you show up with a leader, but who are you? Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, in order for us to do anything well or anything effective, we have to know who we are. We have to know what's driving the thing that we do. Um, and in the absence of leadership in our society and our organizations in our communities, um, I do feel that my assignment in the season is to help, um, help bring that forth in those who want to step into that identity. Oh, I love that. And and I don't know if you agree with me here. Um, something I came to in regards to my purpose, because that was such a big question for me as well. What I've come to believe, it's not just a job description. It's knowing ourselves as expressions of love, knowing myself as an expression of the divine and love and just being that love in all that I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that definition. Um, I was reading something not too long ago, and um, it, it was from a, a pastor who's since passed away. And, you know, he talked about uh, he talked about a, an apple. Right. And the seeds of an apple. So an apple is already created with uh, the, the what it's going to be. Right. It's, it's the uh, apple seed, excuse me, is already created as an apple tree. Um, if you put the apple seed on a windowsill. Right. It's not fulfilling purpose. But when you put it in the soil and you put it in the right environment and you give it the nutrients, it becomes the thing that the thing that it was purposed to be. And mm. so, you know, we uh, we are we are I believe I personally believe that we're created in, in God's image and God is love. Right. And so we are love. And when we are put in environments where, you know, that's not conducive to that, like we can't fully express that. But when we are in environments where we are nurtured and, and, you know, have the nutrients that we need, we get to express that. And it doesn't just impact us, but it impacts everyone around us. Um, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I you. love that. And um, I love that you said that you you help nurture people's leadership leadership seeds. I don't know if that's exactly how you said mm-hmm. it, but you you support people and you create that environment for those seeds to take root and to Absolutely. come into fuller expression in their lives. Yes. Yes. That's so um, I think the narrative around leadership in our society has been so attached to a position um, or, you know, or a role that people have lost uh, and this is generalizing, obviously, but people have lost a core part of our identities. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we we are any more in control of what happens in environments and situations. But at the end of the day, I do believe that part of our original design was was to lead, um, is to lead, I should say, is to nurture, is to develop, is to multiply ourselves um, so that the next generation has a model. And so I, I just think that it's just, you know, just like mm-hmm. we breathe air um, and we give it no thought, you know, we are meant to lead um, and, and we do so. We just don't necessarily always um, associate 
you know, taking care of a household as leadership or, right. you know, taking uh, being part of a community as leadership. And I, I do think that those two those aspects of our lives all intertwined um, to that true identity. Mm. And I really believe when we know ourselves as love and we love ourselves, we naturally pay that love forward and we ripple it out. And I like one of my um, students uh, quote, she said, Tammy, oh my gosh, the ripple is real. (laughs) So I love that you are rippling out um, love and authenticity and empowerment, Sabine. And I just thank you for having this conversation with me here today. And why don't you do a shout out and let people know where they can find you, learn more about you and what you do, and then um, continue to ripple your love out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And again, thank you so much, uh, Tammy, for this opportunity, for this this conversation. Um, so I, I can be found. I, I hang out a lot on LinkedIn. Um, I am that nerdish person where everyone's on IG, but I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. So please, please feel free to connect with me. Um, Sabine Gideon is the handle. Uh, you could also connect with me on my website, sabinegideon.com. Um, you know, I do a lot, not just leadership. I mean, again, leadership is, is the thing that I'm leading with, but uh, we have to be whole, right. To be effective mm-hmm. leaders. So I, I speak a lot on mindset. I speak a lot on self-care, um, you know, really just showing up and being, uh, the best versions of yourselves for yourselves and then certainly for others. So website, SabineGideon.com. And please feel free to connect with me on uh, LinkedIn at uh, Sabine Gideon. Sabine, thank you so much for hanging out with me here today and sharing your heart, your thoughts, your wisdom, your kindness, your love. I appreciate you immensely. And to our friends, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day. May you know yourself as God and love. Relax, enjoy the expression that you are, and continue to ripple out the beauty that is you. God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Bye for now.